0: Experiencing a small contained faith? Tired of settling for less? Well, this podcast is going to help you live out your faith in a spacious room. Because you were made for bigger things. Hey there, and welcome to this week's Spacious Room Leaders Talk. And today I have a really special guest. Uh, she is my good friend, Elizabeth Chapman. She is a wife, a mother, an author, and she is founder of Dole Ministries. And I'm so excited to welcome Elizabeth onto the Spacious Room. Hello, my friend. Hello. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. Oh, you are so welcome. You are so welcome. Um, I invited you on because you have such um, wisdom when it comes to leadership, and i I wanted to talk this week about the importance of being in God's presence. And I know you mm. have um, learned that over the years we've known each other. And um, I just, um, yeah, I just thought Jethro was a good um, person in the Bible. Who is yeah. obviously Moses' father-in-law to talk about? Mm. So um, I know you uh, study the word really well, and um, so so what are your thoughts on Jethro? When I when I said let's talk about Jethro, what what were your first thoughts? My first
1: thoughts. Okay, so it took me immediately to um, Exodus eighteen when Jethro visits Moses. So Moses has just had this massive Red Sea moment. And he's on the other side and um, his wife and children are being brought to him. And so it it tells us account of Jethro coming to see him at this point of time. And what I love is that, you know, the Red Sea moment, it was for the Israelites, but it also traveled far and wide. And so Jethro hearing about all of this, like he's from Midian, he's he worships um, a different, uh, well, different gods, not the one true God. And so he is then affected by what has happened to the Israelites. <clears throat> and what I love is that he kind of goes on this journey himself after hearing that, and it heads into him actually speaking life into Moses, who we know is, you know, one of the the Bible greats, um, Moses, Elijah, people like that. But Jethro actually has the opportunity to um, to speak life into Moses and to um, give him practical wisdom in what he's doing. But the reason he can do that is because he has been in the presence of God, mm. which is what we see in, um, in chapter 18, um, that after he has heard all of this, or everything that um, God has done for the Israelites and for Moses that he has brought them out of Egypt and all the wonders that he did there. And then, of course, the big Red Sea moment. Um, Jethro then turns around and he's like, now I know that the Lord is greater than all other gods. Mm. And from that point, he then goes and offers sacrifices to, to the one true God, to the God of Moses, to the God of Abraham. And there's just this massive switch in Jethro that he's gone from worshipping other gods to worshipping the true God to then coming into the presence of God with the elders and with Aaron, so people who are significant and um, who are fellow priests and actually um, from that experience being able to encourage Moses in what he's doing. Mm. So I just think that whole shift that happens in such a small space of time in the, in the chapter, but it's just this incredible, um, like just a transformation of Jethro's life that he is then able to, um, guide Moses in return.
0: Yeah. I love that thought Elizabeth, because we always say, oh, Jethro. Yeah. He's the one that, um, was Moses's father-in-law and he helped Moses delegate However, Mm. Jethro is, he's, he's so much more than that. You know, he's an insightful leader. He's a wise Mm. counsellor. He's a priest. He's, he is, um, just this person who we can really tap into leadership skills and insights. Mm. Um, and yeah, I love it that, um, we've we're studying well, stu- you know, talking about Jethro because he mm. he really needs to. Because Moses, we can we can be like, oh, Moses is, is this, this, and this, but it's the people who go along that journey with him who mm. need to be highlighted too, you know, because we're not islands, we're not as leaders, we're not, um. You know, it's not just us, it's the people around us and it's the um, counsellors and the, and the insightful conversations we have with other leaders and we can, we, you know, like that iron sharpens iron, um, mm. we, we can do that. And uh, I'm so glad you touched on that uh, Jethro knew the importance of being in the presence of God um, mm. because um, it's so important, isn't it, in leadership um, because if we are constantly giving out, giving out, giving out, how are mm. we going to fill ourselves up? Exactly. And and you know, just just touch on that with because we, you know, you you talk a lot about um, when we have our conversations about um, you can't do things from an empty cup and. and and you've got to learn to keep coming into the presence of God so we can be filled, so we can then pour it out. How do you mm. think Jethro, you know, how do you think he teaches other leaders to do that? How how do you uh, cultivate a, um, you know, time in your faith when you're busy as a leader? Because, you know, mm. leaders, have, they have... They do lots of things, you know. We have many hats. We and but how do you purposely, intentionally cultivate time of being mm. in the presence of God? Yeah, well, we're certainly not going
1: to find time. We need to actually make the time mm. to be able to do that. Um, and you know, he it, it, offering sacrifices. It's not a a quick. Um, you know, five-minute prayer, read a Bible verse that popped up on my phone, all right, I'm set for the day. It's yeah. not that kind of thing. Like there's a lot of, as you, as you said, intention, that intentionality that goes into um, preparing this sacrifice and building the altar and all of those things um, to in order to come into the presence of God and to worship God. So with us, that can look like carving out, time in our day and giving structure to our day, getting up that bit earlier, sacrificing sleep and things like that so that we can actually be in the presence of God and start um, start our day with him because his His mercies are new every morning. Mm. And yeah. filling that cup is so important. Like as a mother particularly, I have learned this, that I, I need thee every hour. That's like my theme song. Like
0: <laughs> my... <laughs> My, Especially with kids under um, how how old's your kids? Yes, yeah, so I
1: have a three and a half year old, yeah. and my
0: daughter is almost six months. Yeah, so it's a pretty full on time in motherhood. Yeah, right?
1: it is, and it you know it takes all of your patience and all of that, and to be able to be the mother that I want to be. I quite often tell my son that mummy needs Jesus time because that makes her a better mummy. Yeah, like, I love that. He might not understand that now, but that's me filling up my cup, um, spending time with him in his presence. Mm. And for a leader, you know, whether it's um, a leadership within the family or leadership in in church or on other levels, it's a little bit like a watering can. Mm. So, if the watering can is is filled and it is overflowing, then it is literally. It's literally overflowing to the plants around it, and it's it's pouring into um, life around it. And you know, a lot of those flowers and those veggies and whatever you have growing around you are probably going to be a lot shinier than you, a lot prettier than you know a watering can, but. If we don't allow ourselves to be filled up with his presence, how are we going to appreciate the beauty of those leaders who are rising up around us oh, and to that. see God move through through them and th- through the outpouring of um, what he's doing in us to be able to see that fruit in other people? Like what a blessing to be able to witness that. And you know, regardless, the rain will come and will water those plants. But it could be the difference between you know them getting by and them really thriving because they've been they've been fed, they've been watered, they've been poured into. And I know so many people over the years have poured into my life. And doll ministries has not come from from me. It's been from the Holy Spirit and it's been from God bringing people into my life who have encouraged me. And, and you have been one of these people, Wendy, that (laughs) has um, spoken into my life and Mm. been like, this isn't just something small. This is something that God, that uh, God is raising up. And Mm. so people who have spoken into my life, Doll Ministries is a fruit from that. Mm. And, and I just think that's beautiful that, you know, what, what God pours into us then flows out of us and can uh, just go further than we can ever dream.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, I just think of the Dead Sea, how it, it doesn't give out and so it can't mm. come back in. You know, we, we have to be that flow of the river. And I love, mm. I love when you touch on about Dole Ministries and the whole um, ethos of what Dole Ministries actually is. So it's Daughters of Love and Light. Um, mm. And your heart is to just equip and empower. Women of all ages to mm. just rise up into who God has called them to be and to mm. so they know who they are and whose they are and mm. and just rise up. And I love it that you are a leader who doesn't get insecure about someone um you know their star is going to shine brighter, or you because you have this sense of I'm going to sit under God's presence all the time, and you keep filling your cup up. I find mm. um, over the years in leadership, you can you can see when people uh, their insecurities come in, and mm. and it's like oh your your star's going to shine brighter than mine. I have to limit you. I have to cap you. I have to. Um, so you don't get higher than me. And, and I think that's because they probably haven't learned to spend quality time with mm. God because when you yeah. do and when he says this is who you are, you really, you, you want to empower and equip. And, you know, you are cheering people on when they get, you know, whatever God's got gifted for them, whatever purpose they are, you're like, yes. I want you to go higher than me, to be wider Mm. than me, to be, you know, be a bigger leader than me. And that is such the essence of a good leader who has learnt to the importance of being in God's presence first because, like you said, you're the watering can and you and other flowers are going to be more beautiful. I mean, we've all got our favourite Mm. flowers we yep. you know, or you go, oh, I'm not so keen on those ones or you know, and, and and different colours and different and and but the whole garden together looks beautiful. Mm. And and I've I i want to speak into this about Jethro because you've touched on something um about the watering can and the gardening and because uh, we both love gardening, right? Yes. <laughs> we, <both> love, <laughs> we love pottering around. This is this is um what some leaders do just for a little bit of downtime is that but it's a thinking time you know and it's spending Mm. time in god's creation and all that but um if we go right back to um we were talking about exodus 18 um Mm. we read those verses about jethro delegating and um you know saying to moses you know you're going to burn out and all that so so, mm. in the text, in the voice trans- translation, Jethro says to Moses, what you're doing is not good for you. So, we're like, yeah, tick. That's a leadership thing, right? Yeah. What, you, what you're doing is not good. The responsibility is just too much. Tick, yeah, you're going to get burnt mm. out. We, we get that. And then he says, you're going to wear yourself out. We're like, yeah, tick, yeah, we, we get all them. However... We don't continue reading on. And this is the bit that really stuck out to me. Not only that, you're going to wear the people out too. And I was Mm. like, yes, that's what we do. We not only um, wear ourselves out, we wear the other people out around us too because we're running Mm. around like a headless chicken, (laughs) you know, um, trying to do everything and when you're trying to do everything and your cup's empty and you're not spending time in the presence of God, mm. going back to the garden analogy, those plants are going to start to suffer. Those, mm. They're going to start shriveling up and they're, just, they're not going to look at their best. And, mm. and that whole you fill your cup and then we can fill other people's cup. And Jethro was so good at seeing that, that it's mm. like Moses – you are going to wear yourself out. It's too much responsibility. Delegate, delegate, delegate. However, mm. you must delegate because it's going to help the other people around you too.
1: Yeah, and empowering
0: them. Absolutely. And and mm. what, a, what a great thing, you know, because I think going back to Exodus 2, we, we flip right back to the start of Moses' story. Mm. This is where Jethro comes in. You know, he's he's the father-in-law because, um, you know, he says to his, his um, daughters, you know, they're like, this man helped us at the well. And he's like, why are you not inviting him to, to <laughs> lunch? Bring him over. You know, and that whole... Um, hospitality in the old testament was mm-hmm. massive, you know, it's always welcome strangers in, always um, you know, Jesus, that's why he welcomes everyone at the table, you know, it's all about hospitality. And and then mm. Moses ends up, you know, he, he says, or oh, I mean, I'm putting it in Wendy's terms, here's a daughter, <laughs> would you like to marry her? Yep. And then he becomes the father in law. But it was yeah. all those years before he had that burning bush moment um mm-hmm. in the desert that Jethro is probably watching him, mentoring him, helping him. Because mm. to get to Exodus 18 and then Moses says, yeah, I took on, I accept, um, he said Moses accepts Jethro's advice. You've got to have some rungs on the board for that, right? Oh, definitely. You know, you can't, yeah. this this Jethro comes along and, and Moses is great as he is. he's He's got to put, like you said, pour into someone Um jethro poured into moses in then 40 years of the desert moments and watched him being a shepherd and watched him look after his flocks and watched all that and then when he Mm -hmm. came when moses had done all his um you know coming out of egypt thing he's looking at him thinking what what's going on you know you need to delegate you need to you need to empower these people um and i and i love that 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 um, he learnt to be a shepherd first, mm. you know. He he learnt to care for a flock, and I think as leader, we we have a big responsibility to care for people who are under us, you know. Like you do with the Doll Ministries um, authors, you know, you look after us. You because I'm one of the authors, uh, you look after us. You 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 know, you like that watering can, you tend to your garden and you, and you make sure the flowers and, and, and you're not scared that the flowers are, you know, brighter or, or, you know, whatever better or, or, and you're just like, yes, I'm going to fertilize and water. And, and Jethro was so that to Moses, but he, he Mm. wasn't scared to speak the truth either. And I think, I think that's a thing in leadership. What, what do you think that, you know, wow, you, you get on a level and you put the wrongs on the board and then because you, you allow me to speak truth into you and you do it mm. to me, you know, and it's that trust and respect and honour but it comes both ways and I think some leaders, mm. they want the trust, the respect and the honour but they're not willing to give it back. Mm.
1: Well, and as well, I think it comes down to what Philip said last week about coming alongside people and doing life with them. And so that's what Jethro did with Moses. He was doing life with him and, you know, throughout that period so that you're right, when he got to that time when they were reunited after the Red Sea moment, when he did speak into Moses's life and gave him sound advice, Moses took it on board. There's, Mm -hmm. and it's. Funny because you know, Moses has had his moments where he hasn't wanted to t- take orders, you know, yeah, so absolutely. <laughs> he's like, Oh, choose someone else, you know. Whereas <laughs> ah, <yes>. is- <laughs> this time, he's he's not only stepping up, the pl- uh, up to the plate, he's burning himself out, and someone's actually had to come in and be like, Hey, you need to start delegating. And it's someone he trusts, someone mm. he has history with, and someone who has his heart. So, and I think that is, that's what it comes down to is, for instance, I trust where you're coming from when you give me advice, because I know you have my heart. You, it, I know you love me. I know that we have a, a friendship that um, is so special. And so I know that when you're giving me advice, that I can take that on board because I know that you want what's best for me. And I know that because of our history. As you said, Jethro has this history with Moses. When it comes to this moment and he does speak into him, Moses is like, oh, yeah, 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 I see where you're coming from because you have my heart. Yeah. And so we have this beautiful moment where Jethro has this relationship with Moses throughout this time as his father-in-law, but then once he's been in the presence of God, he can actually – rise up and be like, hey you, you you're gonna burn yourself out not only you but everyone else because you're running around you can't give these people what they need right now mm. you know and you need a team to be able to do that and it's not to say that Moses shied away from uh, from work or anything like that because Jethro was like look all the hard stuff is still going to come to you yeah but um, but you need to delegate. And, yeah, so Jethro being able to speak that into Moses was, yeah, as you said, 40, 40 years in the making. Yeah. So, yeah, Yeah, I just think that's amazing.
0: Yeah, because um, being in the desert and having all that time and then going, mm. you know, looking after, I mean, You know, it was like a million people, wasn't it, you know? And I love it how it says they queued up to go and talk to Moses. I'm like, oh, my gosh, it would have been months, (laughs) you know? (laughs) See, I'm English. I know what it's like to queue. We just queue for anything. And we're standing in queues going, what are we queuing for? I don't know. Nobody knows what (laughs) the (laughs) (laughs) We're all so – we're so accommodating and so, you know, organised and, you know, it's not like a rubble. It's just if you see a queue people – most likely it's full of english people <laughs> <laughs> so just join there's bound
1: to be something good on the end
0: absolutely yeah if there's a queue there's something good <laughs> i Love mean you it. know um your husband is a barista and a coffee shop and he you know you don't go to the coffee shops that haven't got the queues right you you exactly. go you go to the ones with the queues and this is yep. the israelites are like you know they were probably in that queue I mean, I would have forgotten what I was going to ask Moses by the time I got got <laughs> <Definitely>. to it. <laughs> you know, like, what am you I doing? It's like, oh,
1: we've actually sorted the problem. Thanks. Absolutely,
0: <laughs> and that you've t- that is brilliant, Elizabeth. Because you know, when my, Jethro says, "Delegate the people around you," he probably got—he probably was in this queue and he's listening to them all, figuring it out. <laughs> and, yeah. And you know, a month later, when they finally get to Moses, he's like, oh, no, yeah, I'm all good," <laughs> and he's <it's> like, "Oh." <laughs> And, you know, then
1: you've got these people who, um, who he says to choose men who fear God, trustworthy men who hate dishonest gain. So you've got these people just waiting there, just not being able to tap into their potential because all of the load is going to Moses. Whereas they're just, you know, they're probably sitting around not doing a whole lot being like, oh, well, well, what's our purpose? How can we serve in this community?
0: Yeah. Yeah, Moses yeah. has got the burning bush moment, and we, yep. you know, what what are we, what are we doing? Yeah, absolutely. Um, mm. I want to touch on this delegation, the the empowering, dele- uh, dedica- um, dedication, <laughs> delegation. Um, <laughs> yes. I spoke about it with Philip the other week about the heart of leadership book, um, by Tim Hawkins, and he touches mm. on. Delegation, and I just want to read a little quote out of it and we can speak into this. But he says, The problem with delegating is that sometimes it can just end up as dumping. That is, you hang on to all Mm. the bits of your job that you enjoy doing and you dump onto someone else all the parts of your job that you can't stand doing. Here's the Mm. problem with this dumping approach it will never raise up strong leaders around you. True delegation. Will always empower people.
1: That mm. is such
0: a, that is so good, isn't it? You know, yeah. Because we, when leaders hear, "I'm going to delegate," you're like, "Oh, great! I'm going to yeah. get all the jobs that you don't want." And I have seen this happen. Um, and then, and then, what you get is is this um, culture. Of, of a gap forming because the, the leader who's delegating or dumping, they think it's delegating, but they're dumping all the jobs that they don't want to do onto the the interns and the people who are, are let's say, beneath them, then mm. or they think are beneath them. Um, then they get this Christian celebrity thing about them. It's like, oh, and everyone looks to them on the platform, but but really it's the people behind them that are mm. making them look good you know it, it's yeah and and some leaders a lot of leaders do acknowledge that but some it's just yeah look I've got all the um all the great jobs because uh, mm. and then I look good but and then what happens is uh, that gap and that that culture of the gap forming then it goes like Jethro said, it said it's not good for the people. Then resentment mm. kicks in because you're like, well, if if you're if I'm if if that person's doing that job, that person's doing that job, that person's doing that job, that job, that job, that job, that job and the leader who's delegating is just on doing the, the great stuff, resentment mm. kicks in because you're like, Okay, so what are you doing? What what yeah. it, what are you doing? And yep. for me, I'm not impressed by how great a leader is on the platform right um Mm. i'm I'm more impressed when a leader comes alongside someone who they lead and and Mm. this the delegation is not dumping and Mm. and it's it's not about giving your team underneath you jobs um so you can just go and sit in the corner and check out your social media you know Mm. um it it's it's that empowering and equipping and Mm. it 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 all circles back to the importance of being in God's presence because when you're in his presence, like you said before, you've you've got his heart, and then you've mm. got the heart for people, and then you can you can pour into people and and this delegation and the dumping I've seen so many times and and what happens is is good people end up being going, oh, I'm out. I'm not doing this anymore, you know, because it's not mm. equipping and empowering them. Yeah. So, um, well, you know, what, what, what what's your thoughts on, on on that? Well, and even
1: not, so either, yeah, you, you lose them or they just don't live up to their potential mm. because they've got so much to give. They've got gifting just the same as the next person, Um we know that we've all been given gifts. And so to not be given that opportunity to thrive in that, to grow in that, um, is just really sad. It's just putting a lid on it Mm -hmm. and it's being like, oh no, 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 I don't want you to rise that high. Um, I'm just going to give you this job, even if it doesn't suit your, your gifts and calling. Um, I think this is better suited for you. And that, that really comes down as well to that spiritual discernment that you get from that from that being in God's presence, you know um, once you've had that time with the Lord, not only do you have that you know that peace to bring into your day and that um, that confidence that you have been called into what God wants you to do. So then you can actually encourage other people, in ways that maybe they'll do it better than you, Mm. you know, and to, to speak into them so that they can rise up in that role Mm. and that you can be like, yeah, go on, you can do this and, um, and watch them thrive and bloom in those positions. And, you know, and it doesn't mean giving them uh, the leftovers and the jobs that you don't want to do. Like, as a receptionist back in the day, I know all about those jobs that people don't want to do. I did a yep. lot of laminating and binding back in my time. <laughs> all those glamorous things. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, you know, it, and it took a while to be able to step into a role a- apart from that because people are like, oh, she she can actually, you know, do this or she can do that. Mm. But if if all you give them is the jobs that you don't want to do, yeah. um then then they're not going to rise up and really when you are in that leadership position that is that's what you're meant to be doing like all these other big glamorous things yeah step up to the plate but also find other people to help you with that load and as it says like in Exodus 18 it says the work is too heavy for you you cannot handle it alone Mm. and so there is this, this, this calling to be able to um, encourage other people to rise up, regardless of whether they end up being taller than you or not. Um, and I'm with you, like the shiny person on the platform. That's all well and good, but if I if I don't see the fruit of that, if they're um, they're not willing to, you know, do those mundane tasks and that sort of thing, and if they're just palming those off to Whoever they, they choose without giving it really a sincere thought and prayer about people as well, and praying into that to be like, Do you know what? I really sense that the Lord it may be directing you into this. Can you go away and pray about it? And together be like, Hey, I think you could rise up into this. Mm. And but then also looking at leadership as serving. That's the key of it that you know, we see Jesus, he washes the disciples' feet.
0: Yeah.
1: Like that wouldn't have been a a glamorous thing to do. He's down on the floor, they've they wear sandals, you know. It's not like um they're all perfumed and all perfect and ready to go. Like he's on the floor washing their feet. And it's having that servant's heart as a leader, yeah, that it's like, I'm here to serve you, I'm here to like, let's take Doministries, for instance. I'm um, like, I really want to be able to work with an author to be able to bring their book to life the way that they envisage it. Mm. Like, I want to be able to see your vision for this book. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's about being able to um, take the focus off ourselves, focus on God, which is being in his presence is shifting our focus from ourselves and from what we want to do with that time with like the flesh maybe wants to sleep in or you know or whatever we we want to do but to actually direct our focus to God in those moments and Mm. be like do you know what I'm going to focus on you because this is not about me oh and it shouldn't be about us Mm. yeah it shouldn't be about us it should always come back to God and because we are here to glorify God so if we are not keeping our eyes on him and keeping our eyes on Jesus all the time, then we are going to fall into those traps that the enemy sets that uh, that's like, Oh, you know, you're such a good leader. Don't share that with them. Oh, Mm. what about if they outshine you? Mm. Or, Oh, I I think that person's a little bit intimidating. You better, um, you better just keep a a lid on them, keep a chain on them, make sure they don't go too far, Mm. you know? Mm. And whereas that's not God. God has given us a spirit of power and love and a sound mind. And that goes for each of us. We each have his power to rise up within us. So I think the more you can pour into people to be able to live up to their God given potential, the better for everybody.
0: Ah. Oh, see gold right there. If you're listening in and you're going, Yes, I've took a million notes like I have, then yeah, this is this is <laughs> This is what Elizabeth does. She speaks life into people. And, and you know, the, talking about the, um, you know, if, if your uh, leadership gets bigger or, or rises up and we don't get insecure mm. about that, doesn't it just, when you see people, um, you know, like Jesus washing the disciples' feet, doesn't mm. it just elevate him more? You yes. know, because you look at him and you go, oh, my gosh. Look, he is the king of kings, and yet he mm. he washes his disciples' feet, and even the disciples are like, "No, you know, you're not washing my, mm. you know, Peter, isn't it? He goes, no, you're not washing my feet, and he's like, if I don't, then you know, you can't, you can't be under my leadership. You know, I've, we've we've mm. got to do it together, and. And the short time that Jesus had with those disciples, he just had to literally pour everything into them, didn't he, you know? Mm. Um, and that's what we do, isn't it, as as leaders. And and for you with you with Dole Ministries and the authors you work with, it when when you delegate and um and not dump and when you sit in God's presence, and when you say, "Yeah, come on," I see the book you're envisioning. You know, you you tap mm-hmm. into the vision too. What what the author is thinking too, and you work together um, as publisher and as uh, uh, with author. It makes doll. It makes doll ministries shine even more. You know, mm-hmm. and and it and it rather than. Um, going back to your gardening thing, is, is you're happy to just water and and make those plants flourish. And, and I think that essence of, of you um, as, as the publisher is, is soaking in God's presence. It makes um, dole ministries just flourish and, and grow even more. And God totally is like, yes. <laughs> this is it you know and um and yeah because like in uh society today like the israelites back in the old testament we mm. struggle with this idol worship you know and if we get that gap that um uh between our oh, a leader is does all the shiny stuff uh, and they mm. look all great. Everyone else is looking to them, and like you said, they're not looking to God. They're not. Mm. They they end up become the the be all and end all. And then you know, because we can fall into that trap of 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 worshiping preachers and 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 leaders and and you know, and when they fall and fail, as which they always you know will do, mm-hmm. God's like, you know, you need you need to come to me you know you need yeah. to you need to get your cup filled from me because then mm. when life happens and struggles happen and and all that all the little things about leadership we can weather mm-hmm. that storm well and your plants your garden after the storm is just going to it's going to survive it's going to thrive mm. and it's going to have and you talked about it earlier then roots then roots getting deeper and that—that's mm. what it's all about. Yeah. So, this talk about Jethro, I mean, it's just, it, you know, it, from from just the little parts in because he's not in the story too much of Moses' story, but my gosh, what what when you start digging into these characters, they just teach you so much, don't they? You know. So, oh, absolutely.
1: Yeah. And I really, um, I I noticed this before when we were talking that I really love how Jethro, he's not afraid to be wrong. Yeah. So, you know, because he's a priest of Midian, he's not just a Midianite, he's a priest. Mm. So the fact that he has had this massive transformation going from worshipping idols to then um, saying, now I know that the Lord is greater than all other gods for he did this to those who had treated Israel arrogantly. And so he's had this moment of being like, I was wrong.
0: Mm.
1: And um, I was wrong to worship those gods because your God is so much greater because of what he has done. And so I just, I love that as well, that he's he's not afraid to admit that he's wrong yeah, or that he hasn't had it all together, that, um, you know, because we're all learning, we're all developing, we're all uh, journeying with Jesus. And so to get to a point to be like, oh, actually, yeah, I am going to take what you're saying on board or um, like n- to not be so set in our ways as a leader to not take on sound advice yeah, or to not be able to witness what the Lord is doing and how the spirit is moving. Mm-hmm. So in this instance Jethro has heard of this incredible big Red sea moment but then you know how often do we see that l- leaders just kind of uh, be like no this is the way we're doing it we're not um like that's it just kind of being stubborn in what they're doing rather than just really being open and being like do you know what maybe that isn't the best way to do it maybe I need to do do it a different way mm. and so I love that Jethro also represents that um, he's he's not afraid to be wrong. And he's not afraid to say that out loud, that as a priest, as someone quite high up, as someone who has been allowing other people to worship these gods as well, he's turned around and been like, actually, no, that's not right. Scratch all of that. Your God is actually the one true God and I'm going to worship him. Yeah. So he's taken that truth now that he's been exposed to that truth mm. and he's applied it. Mm. He hasn't just settled for what he knows. He hasn't j- not just been set in his own ways.
0: Yeah.
1: He's had this revelation given to him by God and he's been like, yeah. Do you know what? Your Lord is the one true God and I'm going to worship with you even if I have been a priest of Midian. I'm I'm, you know, leaving that behind. I'm going to come and worship your God. Yeah. And I just love that he's not scared to be wrong.
0: Yeah. And you know, the people around him, they would gain his you know, they, they gain the trust and the respect and the honour. And mm. and that whole humbling thing of going, yes. wow, Jethro is father-in-law to Moses, he's a priest, he's, he's yep. like this insightful leader, he's this, yet he'll humble himself and go, yeah, i put my hand up there, I worship the wrong God. I idol worshipped rather than worshipping the one true God. Mm. And, and that's probably where he learnt Elizabeth, is to get the, the importance... Of being in God's presence. He, you mm. know, because he knew now, oh, that's who I need to worship. And mm. then and then have that moment of, of uh getting into God's presence. And it just speaks volumes of who Jethro was as a person. And mm. um yeah, he he has we've we've got we've hopefully if you're listening in, you have learned so much about uh, Jethro and how delegating and not dumping and how the mm. importance of being in God's presence. And um, so just wrapping up, um, Elizabeth, I just want your final thoughts on the importance of being in God's presence and how how important is it to for a leader to fill their cup up first before they mm. start – Pouring out into others and then going back, you know, that's what we forget to do. We 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 forget to go back into God's presence and fill mm. up again. You know, like like we talked about that river and talking about filling up the watering can. The watering can eventually dry. You know, it, it's mm-hmm. all the water's gone, but you got to go and refill it to come back and and make the plants flourish. And and exactly. you said the rain comes. You know, the the rain does come but we can't just rely on that. We have to be intentional to fill mm. the can up to water the plant. So I just want your final final thoughts on Jethro and the importance of God's presence and just, just give a little nugget of wisdom that someone is listening just <laughs> to go, yes, that is good. That's important. Mm.
1: And I guess it, in this situation, like, Jethro is, of course, speaking into Moses. So for Moses here, he's also being um, being malleable to be able to be spoken into. Mm. So I think that's, that's a really important thing too. Um, but that has only happened because Jethro has built that relationship with Moses. And so, again, it comes back to that coming alongside people and pouring into them, not just not just once or twice, but actually living, mm. living, doing life together. Yeah. And, you know, I know with, um, coming back to the watering can analogy, um, with my watering can, it actually has a slight little, like almost a roof over the main part. So if you're just relying on the rain, yeah, it's not going to fill it. Yeah. You need to actually soak and mm-hmm. only when you soak, will you have enough water in there not only to fill yourself, but to overflow and pour into others. And that's the beautiful thing as well, is that when you approach leadership with, with that kind of heart, you're fills yourself. I, I remember I said to my husband the other day that I was doing some dull ministries work and I left and I was like, Oh my goodness, that has been life-giving to me. Mm. And, and I think, like when we are able to soak in the lord's presence and actually make time for that to carve out because you know time is the most precious resource and commodity we have like yeah. it it goes and it never comes back and so to give that to the lord to give him the first fruits of our day um how what however we can make that work to be able to just center ourselves on him and to Declare that we have our complete reliance on him and his living water to be able to fill us, that we can pour into other people. And so I think it's just so important to be able to to make that time, to make that choice, to be intentional about it, because it won't just happen. You can't just, um, you know, say, oh, yeah, I'm going to get up in the morning and not set an alarm. Mm. for instance you know it's it takes that intentionality to to fill up the watering can so that it is overflowing so that it is pouring out into others it takes that intentional thought and decision to um to yes first of all we accept Jesus as our lord and savior but then we journey with him every day it's just like jethro he was journeying with G, uh, with moses and because he was journeying with Moses, he could then um, impact Moses. And when we journey with the Lord, he can impact us. And so we can be like, oh, you know, give me a word or I'm praying about this half-heartedly. But do we actually soak in his presence and listen? Mm. It's all well and good to, to make requests of God. And, you know, he wants to hear from us. He wants our requests. But he also wants... He, he also wants seela, that that beautiful word in the Psalms. That after a, a, or midway through a psalm, it says pause in His presence.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: He wants us to do that. Why would it say it so much in the Psalms if it wasn't if, if it wasn't something we needed? You know, I love the Psalms. It's probably one of my favourite books of the Bible. And so going through the Psalms and then seeing that word seela, and it's just okay pause in mm. the presence of God. Mm. And if we don't do that, we, we just go, 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 go. And we, we're pouring from, uh, and we're gradually just getting empty and running on empty. And we know that nothing works well when it's running on empty. No. So we need to be able to pause in his presence and to be filled up in order for others to thrive around us, but also for us to be filled because if if we don't, we're not living the abundant life. we're living with that mindset of scarcity and and it, we're just not going to thrive mm-hmm. and ultimately isn't that what we all want? We want to be able to thrive. We want to be able to to live from a place that is anchored in Jesus um,
0: yeah, yeah, I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, well, Elizabeth, I've, it's been it's been such a good conversation. This really oh. has. Um, I hope you all listening uh, have got so much out of this. This, is, I mean, I'll, we could talk forever about leadership yeah. and all that. However, <laughs> we've got to wrap this up. But I just want to say, Elizabeth. Um, Thank you so much for joining me in the spacious room and um, I just pray that Dole Ministries is just going to thrive and grow and everything what you've said is just, you know, that's the foundation of it all. Um, Mm. So I just want to say thank you so much for pouring into people and for raising them up. And you're not scared to um, cheer people on and let their star shine brighter. And you're like, yes, come on, you know, and I I love Mm -hmm. that. So um, thank you. Um, I love you. And, um, yeah, just thank you so much. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you for having me. Okay, you. Love you, my friend. Love you too. Thanks for listening. To catch all the latest from me, you can subscribe to my website, thebigvoiceonline.com, or follow me on Instagram, Wendy J Park of Writer. See you soon.